Oof. I just took a shot of Avion on the empty stomach, boy. That's going to be the one to get to me. Y'all hear all this rain in the background? It just randomly started storming, too, while I'm trying to do my intro. But anyway, man, let me get to the point, dog. We still going up with Native Sound Project, man. Make sure y'all check it out, streaming on all all streaming platforms, dog. And this my shit right here, dog. I'm going to get right into this shit right here. Shout out to my brother's Native Sound, man. Hey. Quello comfortable with the dope and tell her roll that shit Way I'm coming off the top, you think I wrote this shit And the hoe you trying to cuff, I ready roll my dick And a Montana on a banana, that hoe went ape shit Get out my roller coaster, adios, hop off, it's over Salute the gold Wayne, and big ups to the know ya Folks like I know like that, nigga, I tried to tell ya 2020 track, super move the fuck over Quick, fast for the cash, nigga, riba, riba With your bits on the low, under the E-I, E-I Take a back to the crib, roll the reefer, reefer All my niggas big bosses, keep the chief Cheaper, that's why I get the low number on the G-Bar, G-Bar, plucked with the right ones, high top rank, real ones, silencer on the gat, yeah, nigga, real guns, hit the mute button on them, I control the remote, I'm with a stylin', look like Megan and I be driving the boat, say the ass for last, first I gotta beat up a throat, she was talking shit at first, but you know I made a choke, when they seven to I'm it, dick too big, made a vomit, hit her ass with the Heimlich, you know how I maneuver, you throw up on my leather seats and I'm a Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, I ain't wanna interrupt the song, but, have you ever been fuck with a chick for real though and she threw up on you it's happened to me twice, dog. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't gonna interrupt my dog quite, man. Go ahead, quite. Damn it, killer rappers more than activists. I call the plug up for a Vic. I hit that shit and capping it. Ain't no doctor need that hoe. I've been medicated. I should have been a life coach. Cause I've been meditating. Don't push my buttons. Cause that savage when you can't elevate it. Write our names with the lessons. Put that shit in the pavement. They see us do some shit and now they do it. Damn, we can taste gifted and crazy. But fuck it, that's the way they got made. Me and they, that sounds is the army. Better yet than Navy. And all these pussy niggas hating. I fuck they old lady. And we ain't with no peas, we cutting the bacon. Still eating like it's brunch, don't get it mistaken. That's, That's my little nigga, though. <laughs> over, you can't change lanes. And if you try me airbags, it's over for your dumb ass. Now overkill and overdrive. At the same time, on this beat, I lead tie marks and talk lines. We keep hope alive, we the lifeline. Crazy, I'm an ill nigga, but I'm feeling quite, quite fine. fine. If you can hit that bitch on everything, she not mine. And if not she is a landmine, what we had, gotta, gotta go, gotta flow. Can't get no TLC if she a silly hoe. Play no smoke, I'm out the door. Made a sound. Uh, not the same two out right now, man. Make sure y'all check that out. Hey, I'm getting into my DJ Slim bag. Y'all notice this? <laughs> I'll be going in on these intros. But nah, man. Another good episode, dog. I'm not missing no Tuesdays, bro. I'm going every Tuesday. I don't care if I got to record another episode with Damo. If I got to do one by myself, dog, I'm going in every Tuesday. But I got a dope one for y'all, dog. Those of you that know DJ Nightmare. He's a DJ, of course, because his name's DJ Nightmare. <laughs> bar owner of uh, the bar in Augusta, Georgia, named Studio. We had a dope-ass conversation, dog. Really dope conversation. Um, it got kind of deep at the end. We talked about everything that's going on right now as far as the Black Lives Matter movement and the current events that's happening. Uh, honestly, didn't plan that out, but it worked out perfectly. Especially for the people that probably want to hear what I have to say on everything. And it was a pretty straightforward, open conversation. I think me and him both kind of agreed on some things, you know, that we found in common. I told a very interesting story. Y'all going to hear it, dog. I ain't going to talk about it too much. But I told a very interesting story about a conversation I had with a police officer that's about to retire at a cigar lounge. Y'all are really going to want to hear that. But, yeah, man, I'm just going to get right into the episode, dog. I'm only playing this song right here because I'm drinking this AVI and I feel like Young Jeezy. 
you know, Jeezy was playing this with his little Asian chant. I feel like young Jeezy on his avion, dog. Let me shut the hell up and let homie sing, dog. <laughs> Hey, one more thing before I start the episode, man. I got a couple more shit down with Slim T-shirts and I think an extra large, one extra large, one 2XL, and like three smalls. I got them on sale, man. $20, you can have it. I got some new shirts coming very soon. I appreciate everybody that support the podcast, that listen to the podcast, buy the T-shirts, that's on the Patreon. Join the Patreon if you haven't joined it, man. I got a very good episode coming this weekend, man. But that's enough plugging. Up. Oh. That's not enough plug-in Book a f- <laughs> no, Book a shoot with me man My photography My videography Man I'm going up With this shit man So book with me man But that's all I gotta say man We gonna spend the episode Right after this hook Cause I love this song though Hey! <laughs> I told you the AC hat went out. I was sad as hell, dog. Mine, Super sad. I went out too, bro. It's bunking in here, not <laughs> I just had to get the uh, Freon charge. Oh, I know. I know you don't want to drink, but I got to drink a Fuck little bit. No. <laughs> it's all right. I didn't even bring you a cup. I only brought the cup for me, so you good? Yeah. Nigga said, I'll play with a toy car. That's about it. <laughs> no, I'm super straight on drinking right now, boy. But yeah, once again, happy birthday, dog. Happy oh, we started. Birthday. This is us starting? Yeah, we starting. Oh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Nigga's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Yes. Oh, yeah, my dog Quay told me to tell you what's up, too, bro. What's, yeah, just call what's your dog, Quay? Uh, every uh, every nigga in the hood got a friend named Quay. Uh, Native Sounds, Quay. Gotcha, my guy. Yeah. My guy. <laughs> he my was, uh, did I see? yes, I saw him out there yesterday. He was yeah, there. he told me he was uh, pulling up to highlight you yesterday. Yeah. There was a lot of people to. pulled up, man. Just, I want to thank everybody for pulling up, hollering at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro, you got the hub for um people to, you know, Meet up and you know just kind just uh conversate that and shit. Um, it's yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know I'm glad that people done took hold of the spot, man. And, you know, especially people our age. Mm-hmm. You know, like how old are you? Uh, I just turned thirty last week. All right, yeah, okay. So yeah, like people our age just kind of like mine in a sense. Like of course, like we on the weekends we. We turn up. We like it's yeah. all the way. It's up. It's up. Mm-hmm. But like that's not really a great representation of what it is that we do. You know, at studio during the week, like on Monday through Friday before ten. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of people that come in there just to have conversations about, you know, the world and have conversations about business and art and music and everything. Oh you know yeah, what it's I mean? a great spot to network too because a lot of people be there. Yeah, like. I feel like every everybody has their place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like like God bless Soleil, Indian Queen. 
you know, firehouse. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But there was no real bar for black folks. Like I would I would challenge you to name a bar. A bar, not a not a bar grill, not a uh club, but a, a bar, bar. Just a bar bar. Strictly for black folks. Yeah. Can't think of one. Yes, you'd be hard pressed. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of great clubs. I'm a, I'm a DJ first. Yeah. So I'm that's not a shade to um what it is that your 3DL, well, excuse me, Rendezvous at three. It's not a shade to what Rendezvous at three or um uh or level nine or anybody else does, but we're a bar. You know, we open six days a week at seven o'clock. Yeah. You know, and and that's what we do. We like why you don't do happy hour? Um, because nobody came. <laughs> like like and that's one benefit that a lot of those places have that we don't. Like they have the they have the benefit and people take advantage of like prime time, like three DL, like um limelight, like those places are great for happy hours because they have delicious food. Like mm-hmm. I I I I've had food from prime time. I've had food from three I've definitely had food from three D. That was my first job out of college, so Oh, I'd have had all their food. <laughs> Hold up, bro. Before we start, I ain't even do the intro. Oh. As y'all listening, this is DJ Nightmare. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim. Hey, guys. <laughs> we just jump right into it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, those places, those places like Oak. You know what mm. I mean? Like. Um, I went there for the first time on my birthday last week. And I'm sure you had a good time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I'm sure that you had some food. I didn't have no food. You should have. I didn't eat all day because I was drunk as hell, dog. I feel you. I feel you. I couldn't <laughs> eat nothing all day. But it's like, yeah, all of these places have kitchens, and they have the ability to have a, a great happy hour because you want to eat when you get off of work. You want to eat when you're drinking. Y'all had a food truck, though. Yeah, we have, we have food trucks, but um, I'd rather not get into why we don't. <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask you. Okay, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah. But now you said that, I do remember why. But yeah. I wasn't gonna ask you. That's not why. I wasn't trying to bring that up. No, that's not. That's not even what I'm saying. It's strictly a food truck matter. It's oh, not. A, okay. It's not oh, anything okay, else. Okay, matter. I thought you were talking about. Then y'all nope. had like a situation outside or something. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I wasn't bringing it up. All right, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, nightmare said he did not come here with that Vlad TV bullshit. No, nah, I mean you can you can act, it. This is another conversation, but it is important to understand that a person has the ability and the right to ask you any question that he wants to ask. Yeah, it correct. Is your, it is your it is your responsibility to yourself and what you do to answer those questions or not answer those questions. I agree completely. Because I, I too, am a journalist of sorts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But, I, you know, in media, people, I, dog, I'm going to be honest. I'm not one of them people that, that really care about asking, like, the hard question that everybody want to ask, though, dog. That's just mm-hmm. me, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to ask you who's your girlfriend and why did you and your first baby mama break up? That's not me. Yeah. That's not what I do here. But it's context, too. You have to understand, like, like if I'll hint around it, and if you want to talk about it, then we can talk about it. Though that's yeah, what I do for sure, for sure. You can kind of you can softball your way in, or you can be the guy. You can be, take the Charlemagne around and say, "What's going on with this here?" Yeah, <laughs> but either way, either way, you have a responsibility to yourself and your product to ask the questions that you need to ask in order to get the product that you're looking for. Yeah. So if you feel like asking me about. Um, a girlfriend from ten years ago that keep my car up in the middle of Broad Street. 
Is that a true story? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But but if that's something that you wanted that, that you wanted to ask me, I'm gonna be like, this happened. Or I'm gonna be like, I don't wanna talk about that. Yeah. And that's and both of those answers are okay. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem using my discernment to get what I need to accomplish out. If I came here for that, then we could talk about that. But I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. But what were we talking about? We were talking happy about- Happy hours black clubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. happy hour in the uh, food food and clubs. Yeah. They, I wish we had a kitchen food. so I could be like them. That That's dope. That's dope that they have a happy hour. And I wish I could have a really successful happy hour, especially being downtown. But what our building is so small, and that's not having a kitchen. Happy hours just didn't work. And that's okay. <laughs> so what you like the structure that you have now though um i would like for it to be different i would like for it to be better i would like to, I is would that like the vision to, you had for it when you first uh thought of it how I, did you come up with the vision for it though i didn't do anything unilaterally it was a decision made by me and my partners um we all just wanted a bar that we felt comfortable in that people that were like us could go to like we wanted we wanted the hipster like Drake always said he had a line something like he was saying uh he wanted the hipsters to hang with the hood niggas. Yeah. Or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was something like that. That's what I said the first time I went there. I was like, you know, it's kinda a, a hipster spot. Yeah, I want I want the hipsters and the freaks and geeks and people that are cool. It just I don't I don't care what you classify yourself as. I'm not in the identity politics as it pertains to who should be where. Yeah. But I want if you're a good person, if you're if you cool people and you wanna come and have a good time and vibe out, then I want you to come here. A, a great place that I love and I'm going to love forever where this is my first favorite bar um, is Tribeca. I Tribeca. love. Yeah, you love, told me that we were talking last week. Yeah, like I love, love, love every single thing about Tribeca and I wish that and I pray and I hope that they never change. You know what I mean? But at the same time in which I love Tribeca, I wanted something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted a more youthful hip hop element incorporated into the into the DNA but I will always pay homage to Tribeca because that is exactly what what it needs to be in order for them their identity their the things that they do the way that they move around in there I love everything about Tribeca but I want to just like I said I just wanted something different it's definitely a comfortable spot for a lot of beautiful women Facts, man. I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you, man. Women love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're funny, dog. I'm funny, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not a guy that motherfucking is gonna be out here. I'm not. I'm not bloodhounding over. Yeah, like I love women, dog. And I just want you to be. I want you to be comfortable. I want you to have fun. I want you to drink. I want you to go home. I, w- I want you to go home. Go home. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what would you say you're uh introverted? Um I know that's a weird question in your line of work. I I enjoy people. I enjoy DJing, I enjoy being around people. I enjoy being at the bar and being around people, but in my personal time I'd rather be alone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'd rather be by myself. Um, I give. I have given myself to the people 
for the last 12 years, 12, 13, 11 years, whatever. I wanted to ask you that because we were talking about that at the bar. Like, So how did you go from being introverted and wanting to be to yourself to DJing, having to like, be around people I, every I night? Did, I didn't I didn't develop the introversion until later on in life. Like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like, I always like people. You know what I'm saying? Like, college was I – went, I went to Payne, of course. I love PC one time. That's my people. Um, like I was the guy. I was the guy. Even before I was a DJ, I was the guy in front of everybody and trying to entertain people and, you know, trying to make people laugh and being laughed at and all of that. <laughs> you know, everything. I was the, the the total spectrum of what the guy looks like at pain. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I wasn't the you know I wasn't an introvert at all, but as I began to find self, I found that sometimes being by myself was better than being with other people. And I still enjoy doing those other things. But what happened, what really happened is that I turned being an extrovert into a job. And then when I get off of work, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you done. I'm <laughs> yeah, clocking out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, I do that. I love everything about my job, everything about the job. And, one, and sidebar, everybody who says, like, if you have a passion for your job, then you'll never work a day in your life. That is bullshit. Yeah, I agree. It's completely. It's complete bullshit. Like, I work. I work every day. <laughs> I just said that <laughs> on, on the pod with uh, my dog Maine. I was like, Maine, I don't know what you do, but I clock in. Yeah, That's what yeah, I do when I come yeah. in here. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's just like, when I'm done with doing that, like, usually I sit at home. I probably won't listen to music. I'll probably just be in a chair, and it's silent, and I'm uh, chilling. Yeah. Unless you know, I got the company of a lady friend or something. Other than that, I'm chilling, man. Or on 2K. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else is there to do though? Like, especially when your life is revolved around the nightlife. Yeah, it's 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 go 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 go. It's go. And then like my life has taken this. I've gotten to this. You know, not fork in the road, but it's like detours. On this yeah. road to wherever the end goal is, where I've developed uh, passions for a lot of different things, because I love to do photography, I love um, DJing, I love being an entrepreneur, I love being all of these other things. So it's just like, I don't know, I don't know. When did you pick the camera up? Uh, about two and a half years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Um, I always like thought it was dope. You know what I mean? Just in order to see something, take a picture of it, and come out the way that you wanted it to be. Yeah. You know, that's that's an art. And, you know, you can do it with your phone, but the art of taking a picture in a camera, not on auto, and getting out great images, you know what I mean? And having subjects and shooting those subjects, it's dope. It's dope. It's just another, another t- it's a tool, first of all, because a lot of times, like, you want you got to pay people to do some stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I so another part of me starting to do it was that I was trying to become more self sufficient, you know, self self sufficient at making flyers, self sufficient at uh, making promotional videos for the club, self sufficient at just doing other things. But I also wanted to have an outlet that wasn't DJing for creativity. So I picked up a camera. Yeah, you started doing graphics too, right? Um, I want to say that. I want to say that. 
I want to say that. <laughs> you iffy about the graphics, huh? Nah, man. I'll tell you, just like I told you last week, I go to postermywall.com. They give you an annual subscription, and they have, like, a kajillion templates, and you pay $100 a year, and they have these flyers done, and you just go in and change the flyers. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, it's not, like, a big secret or nothing, like, so, but sometimes, like, graphic designers may take, Two to three business days Which is respectable mm -hmm. But what if I come up With something right now And I need it right now I can just go to that website And get it done And it's not gonna It's not gonna look as good As somebody who knows What the hell they doing Yeah That's a fact Like it's not gonna be that But it's gonna be A serviceable product That I can provide For myself I'm doing a podcast With a graphic designer Next week And I think that's one Of the topics I'm gonna hit on Because you know A lot of people nowadays Go to uh, What's it called I use it too Canva? Yeah, Canva. It's, you a, it's can the tell, same concept. But, bro, you can tell when somebody use Canva. Absolutely. Like, I only use Canva for, like, little thumbnails and stuff when I already got the idea. Right. But, like, some stuff you need somebody that's a little more professional to do it. Right, because good work ain't cheap and cheap work yeah, ain't good. exactly. And you're going to need – graphic designers have a place in the ethos because they are professionals and they are tacticians in what they're doing. They can literally, if that if there's an idea that you have, and you say, I want it to look like this, this, and this, they can go and create this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I cannot do that on ProStomyWall.com because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but what I can do is, if we have a poetry night at the bar, I can have, go to poetry, and it'd be a template of a black girl doing this. Yeah. And... It's a poetry night flyer. Now I'm done. Yeah, just put the information in and that's right. it. But if there's a DJ Nightmare project, if I wanted to do a DJ Nightmare mixtape and I wanted me to be flying or like a phoenix rising from the ashes or something, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I would need somebody professional to come and bring my vision to life. Yeah. Yeah. So, bro, let's talk about the DJ. When did you start DJing? 2009. I was at Payne. And um, my friend Lee had was the big downloader nigga. You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody yeah. got that friend that just got a computer and got hard drives and got the CDs and all that. And he uh came into my homeboy Chauncey room, who's like my best friend in the whole world. And he came in there with this uh thing called virtual DJ. And I was like, that looked fun. Let me hold that. Let me get let me get a copy of that. So I went to my I got it from Lee. Went back to my room. Started playing with it and looked up and it was like 12 hours later. And I had like four songs on my computer at the time. Always loved music, but I wasn't in music, you know? Mm -hmm. But I looked up and it was like 12 hours later and I was like, well, this may be something I could do. And I went from DJing in my dorm room, going on the yard, you know, DJing little, you know, mixers and stuff on the yard. And um, I, see, I switched my major because I was a business management major because that's what black men do when they don't know what they're gonna do they just i'm gonna be business management <laughs> there's a lot of people that do business that want to do business but if you don't know what you want to do you don't uh, you don't do undecided i mean, I never heard of i'm undecided no i'm business my management. general studies yes i, general I didn't studies. even know that was a degree till my just senior year yeah and that wasn't a, and it wasn't that pain you can i don't think you get a general <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but i figured out that i want to do this and I'm glad. I'm so glad I went to college. There would be no DJ nightmare without paying college, like period. And I took um, started taking mass communication classes, uh, took music classes, and I became DJ nightmare. That was 2009. Mm. I actually got a business management degree. D did you have intentions of doing business? Yeah. 
Okay, well then that's what I you think, went to school for. I think for. I'm like what one of the two percent. Yeah, because a lot of people do get into business because they like you know I don't know what I want to do and this sounds easy. Yeah, and then they be shocked that it's not as easy. And as it's so it was. it's so it's so there are let's not get it fucked up. There's so many people that want to do business and go and get the business degree, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do because it's the technical aspect of knowing business. But, bro, so you don't have no regrets of college because, you know, now it's popular for people to, like, have these regrets. Like, I wish I never went to college. I cannot say that because as a young man, I didn't have the tools to go out into the world and be a productive man. See. So outside. So if I wouldn't have my mom did a great job of raising me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She gave me everything that she was, that she could for the time that she was allotted to raise me. Because she had to work, too. And she had other kids, too. So, good job. But there, at school, when I got to school, there were men that placed their hands on me and said, this is how you do, this is how you do life. This is how you should do life. And they continue to mentor me today. You know what I mean? And... I am thankful that I went to school not for the education because, well, I'm not gonna say not for the education because I've got a great <laughs> education. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, especially about like black history and black and and what it means to be black. I was gonna I was gonna ask you that. Uh, what made you go to HBCU? I didn't get into anywhere else. Really? I didn't get into no other school. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. And even, even as as it pertains to black colleges, I didn't get into Fort Valley. I didn't get into Albany State. I didn't get into Savannah State. I didn't get in to anywhere but Georgia Coastal Community College, which is the college in the neighboring town in Brunswick, Georgia, and Payne College. I didn't get in anywhere else. And I wanted. And I didn't have a plan when I gra- before I graduated. I didn't have a plan of anything. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, you always hear you go to high school, then you go to college, and then, but there was no plan. If it wasn't for my very white counselor, <laughs> who was like, "You should go to Payne. You should you should apply to Payne." And I was like, "What is Payne? It's a school in Augusta. Where is Augusta? It's up north, further up north. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's a black school. That's what she said. And I was like, "All right, how much it costs? Oh, they're doing free applications. All right, what I got to lose, right?" Yeah. So I got I did it and it, it couldn't have been seven days later. They sent me an acceptance letter and I was like, Well, I guess I need to go see what it looked like. <laughs> and then I got in and that, two questions. Yeah. What high school did you go to and what was your high school GPA? Um, I had the very fortunate <laughs> I went to the I went to Magatosh County Academy. The Magatosh I gotta put the D like Ohio State. <laughs> the I went Ohio to the State. Magatosh County Academy in Darien, Georgia. Darien, Georgia. Yes, it's 40 minutes south of Savannah and 40 minutes north of uh, Jacksonville. Oh, the port, the big port. That's it? The big port? That's what you're talking about, right? What the hell are you talking about? The town with the big port in it? No. That's not it? Mm-mm. Oh, I don't know where it's at then. Is Are you thinking of Brunswick, Georgia, maybe? Uh-uh. Are you thinking of Savannah? Uh-uh. Charleston? No. <laughs> it's a town on that coast that got the big, huge port. Savannah. Uh, nah, D- Darien might be the one with the outlet in it. The Boom. whole outlet. Okay. Boom. Okay. <laughs> well, rest in peace, the outlet. That was one of my first jobs, too. I read at Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Um, 
and Rack Room shoes. Not not it wasn't Rack Room Factory brand shoes. That's the yeah. That's the one you get. Uh, you pass right before you get to Florida. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's it's forty more. I minutes. knew I was gonna get it. Yeah, it's forty <laughs> minutes south. Forty minutes south of Savannah and forty minutes north. Forty five minutes north of Jackson. Douglas. I'm thinking about Douglas with the port. Douglas, Georgia. Okay. But now I got it though. The one, the one with the uh, outlet, the old outlet. Yes, I got it. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's called Factory Brand Outlet in um, Darien, Georgia, right off the exit ninety five. It's kind of country out there, ain't it? Oh yeah, man. Population two. You feel me? It's real small. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's a it's a great life. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't I didn't live rich, and I always moved a lot. I, I say I'm from Darren, but I wasn't born in Darren. I was mm-hmm. born in Hinesville, Georgia. Um, you may know Fort Stewart. Yeah, I know Hinesville. All right, for sure. So I was born there, but between Hinesville and Brunswick, Georgia, I moved around a lot in Brunswick, Georgia. And then I moved to uh, Alabama. And then we moved back to Darien. And that's where I stayed the longest, like in one place. We stayed there from eighth grade to my senior year of high school. So I call that home. Yeah, that's how I am with Augusta. Word. I moved to Augusta. In eight. Well, I stayed there. From the time I was four to seven, then came back eighth grade. Right, and uh, so that's what that's so that's what I call home. And uh, I your other question was with my GPA. Yeah, it was it had to be somewhere north of one nine two zero, something like that. And then my ACT was uh trash. I just took it because that's what they told me to do was take an ACT, and I was never a dumb person. You know what I you mean? Just didn't like school. I just didn't like I always found after after middle school it was just like I don't really care I just want to do things I'd rather do things I wish I could have had a Davidson Fine Art School yeah you know what I mean I wish I, I really like if I could do it all over again if I could rewind it I would go find a school where I could learn to play the piano or learn to draw or or you know, learn to do this like that ATC school, and mm-hmm. and that what it's called over yeah. there by Augusta Tech. Uh-huh. I, I wish that was that kind of school where I can learn to do video, audio production, engineering, or something like that. Like, I don't feel like the traditional way of doing school is made for everybody. I believe that you have to figure out what it is that you that piques your interest, and let's put you in a program that develops that. You know what I mean? Of course, you're gonna need your science and your, you you know your your history and your, your three R's. Yeah, like you, you're gonna need your STEM. Your STEM. Your STEM. Yeah. You're gonna need all of that. Of course, that's that's gonna be in every school. But instead of taking PE, let me take mar uh, marketing, digital marketing in the 21st century or some shit like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me the tools at a young age so that when it's time to make a decision to if I want to go to college, let me go to a tech school and it me and it matter let me go to scad and it matter let me and, I, and i've already built the foundation in which i'm set up to not not only just be there and excel but go to the next level at the beginning of your mm-hmm. tertiary of your third schooling you know what i mean at the primary school or whatever it's called like i think that'll be a a way to help a lot more people, and it would have helped me too. Yeah, you know I, mean? I agree, but ain't it sad that that we figure that out when we get grown and we already passed that phase? Yeah, but you gotta understand too, like our parents weren't equipped with the 
with the our par- a lot of our parents was not equipped with the information that it takes in order to make those kind of decisions for us. Yeah, we, I agree. We are not responsible for a lot of those decisions that we make because we're children and we're dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wasn't as advanced as I was. I was always an advanced thinker. I wasn't, but I couldn't make those decisions. Like my mom had to work. My mom had to go to work three to eleven, eleven to seven, seven to three. You know what I'm saying? Like it. So it wasn't like I don't blame my parent because my daddy died, and you know what I'm saying. Like so, I don't blame my mom for not. Doing more with my education because after a certain age too, you have to get it. You got to get it how you live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And it sucks that now I'm 32 years old and I have to reconcile with what happened to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not I do that, that too, like, dog. I just did it on my birthday because yeah. see, my mom she was in the military, right? And her whole thing was I joined the military because. I'm from the country and I ain't have shit else to do. And she was like, "Now nah, you got the resources. You should go to college." She, like she never forced it on me, but she was like, mm-hmm. "You should go to college." And now the reason why I asked you about the college thing is because I'm on the fence about it. I'm like, I don't regret going to college, but at the same time, I'm like, I probably could have did something different. Like, but then, but like, I wish I would have started this instead of going to college. Sure, sure. But but you can't go back in time though. But there wouldn't be no this. Without the college. Without the college. You're there, right. I just, like I just said, like I would have been a completely whole ass another person if I didn't go to pain. Yeah. If I did not go to pain college, my trajectory for life would have been different. I wouldn't have been out here. I don't think would have been out here you know, selling crack or no shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I probably would have uh, continued working out Ralph Lauren. I would have got me a cool little apartment that's closer to people, to civilization. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I would have worked my Not way in the up. Country. You know what I mean? Probably got a little district manager job or something. You know, I would have been, been cool. Yeah. But but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the for my opportunity to go to school because because of that I found out what it is that I love to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and the social interactions, you only spend 20% of your time in college in the classroom. 20%. Yeah. It's the things that shape your worldview that's outside of the classroom that makes it all worth it to me. I'm not going to be no doctor, okay? You feel yeah. me? Like, and even with the education that I got, that shit was not what it was when I got to the internship. The internships opened up my eyes so much to the rest of the curriculum that was that I had already had that I was like, there needs to be a significant change in the way the curriculum is set up around multimedia spaces. That, but that's that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dog, I was gonna say that is like, dog, that is great within itself because you know you were speaking about you being thirty two. Um, I know people that's that's almost forty. And still haven't found what they want to do. Yeah. And everybody finds what... No. Some people never find out what it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Some people have the the luxury of figuring out what they want to do young, midway point, at the end. But it's a travesty to figure out at the end of life that this is what you should have did. 
and I and I'm thankful that I fa- figured out what I want to do. And it's not necessarily DJing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not necessarily one. I want to do everything. I want to do everything. You know what I mean? I love DJing, so I want to continue to do that. But I love photography. I want to continue to do that. And I love being an entrepreneur, so I want to continue to do that. And I love people, so I want to continue to figure out what it is that I can do to address the people and talk to the people. You know what I mean? I had a podcast. Before I started studio, we had a podcast. It was called... um, yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. Why did y'all stop doing the podcast? Because we started a bar and we just yeah. There was you, time management became a thing, and I just didn't. I just didn't have the time. Yeah. I'm gonna get back to it because now things have kind of. I ain't mean to cut you out. What was the name of it? Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. Okay. Um, shout out to uh, everybody that was on the show. Um, but that was that was dope to me. I think that. I need to retool what it is that I want to do as far as interacting with the people and it's going to be great. I can't wait to I can't wait to show y'all what I've been working on. So you starting to back up? No, not life comes at you fast. No. That's over. I'm with. saying just a podcast period. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I think especially in this city, we need more dope podcasts because it's not a lot of them. Well, there are people there are people that do great works in the city and they should be champion while they do great works. Yeah. Um, and if you have, if you find that there's people that doesn't have that, that doesn't do great work and you're in a position to help, then you should, you should at least extend an olive branch and say, Hey, there's, I, I looked at your show and I see that there's some things that you could possibly change to create a better product. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you call yourself one of the leaders and the foremost leaders in the podcast industry in the CSRA, then go uh, use the Sankofa method and go far and fetch it. Do as do as much as you can, do as best as you can, and gather this information. And then you have an obligation after you've gathered this ob- uh, after you've gathered all of this information, right? Mm-hmm. To tell somebody else how how they can improve. And once you've done that, you've fulfilled your obligation. Right, but do you think that's the uh, somebody who feels like that they're in that forefront? Do you think that's their job? Yeah, it is their job to. Yeah, to if help I'm a, I'm a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. So if I see that there's another DJ over here, right, not not growing to its fullest potential because it's one thing that I know what that one thing is, and I don't tell them I am what they call a fuck nigga. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if I have the ability to go over there and be like, "Hey, what's going on? My name is Sterling, or my name is DJ Nightmare, and I think that you should turn your key lock off because it makes your scratches just a touch bit. It makes them sound a little better when you're scratching, and that changes his trajectory as a DJ. Then I've then I've done my job. If he doesn't do a goddamn thing and say fuck what I'm talking about, and he still succeeds, and that's what's up. If he doesn't succeed. I can say with wholeheartedness that I tried to do what it was. I tried to help him on a thing, and I gave him the information. He did what he did. He did what he wanted to do with it. Yeah. I don't care because at the end of the day, the young nigga is trying to beat me, right? But I can't look at it like he's trying to beat me. He's trying to do what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I figured I, out. I figured out the quote I've been trying to say on my podcast forever. It's uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. 
I finally figured it out. Why? I kept, Why I kept getting tongue tied on that. But what's the context of which you use it? Because that's the same thing you was just saying. Like he's, no, he's, he's trying not, to. He's, no, 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 he's not trying to be you, but he's trying to do what you've accomplished. No, but I, which is that's ultimately not, the same thing. That's not imitation though, because I'm not. I'm not the first nigga to DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know, like sometimes people never like the person who they who they admire would be someone like you, the person that they're able to see. All the time. I will hope. I will hope to be somebody that's admirable. Yeah. You know what I mean. I because I feel like I did it the right way. You know. So I feel like I I I definitely, without question and without a piece of humbleness in my heart, <laughs> I earned every strike. Yeah. You know what I mean. I didn't skip no steps because in whatever it is that you, whether you work at McDonald's or whether you trying to be the president of the United States, no one is exempt from the process. Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it's whether it's podcasting and uh, multimedia spaces, whether it's in your in your nine to five job and you want to become the next whatever the next level is for you, no one period is exempt from the process and. Even if you skip all of those steps, there's there's so much information that you miss because you skip those steps that somebody behind you is going to is going to get, gather that information and be a better version of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So I I would just I would encourage you, I would encourage anybody that is trying to be in a position where they say I am the best at something. If you feel that you are the best and you feel that you've gathered all of this knowledge and you feel that... Um, oh, I wasn't talking about me, though. I'm not saying you. Yeah, I didn't I'm not, feel like I'm I not saying you, and I'm, and I'm not trying to put you in a sticky situation here. <laughs> yeah. But, if, but if, if you've gathered enough information and you see that there's somebody out there, um, but you did you made the comment that there's not a lot of great podcasts, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. So that leads me to believe that you've heard other people. Uh, you did, you didn't just say that like arbitrarily. You've I would oh, assume yeah, yeah. that you've listened to other podcasts and you said ah uh, this could be better if you do this. Not yeah. this could be this is not good. I think I I think it's like I think it's like seven to eight uh really good ones. Okay, but I feel like it should be more. Okay, so then and then so with that being said. When is it that you're going to start creating uh, infrastructure for others to have quality content development? Well, I just started podcasting. This is year two for me. Okay, so I'm still I'm still fresh in it too. And um, if someone reaches out to me, I'm more than willing to help them. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Even besides, like I produce podcasts also. Yeah, there's a couple podcasts I produce. Even outside of that, like when people hit me up for questions, I got them. It's no problem. But the thing, like the crazy thing, is like some people feel like they're too good for that help. That's why I was asking you those questions. Um, that's okay. Yeah. But that's okay. They have a right to feel however they feel. Um, if you are forthcoming with the information, it's your it's your job that if somebody comes to you or if, that with with wanting help, if you feel as if you can be beneficial and helpful to them, mm -hmm. then you can share the information. You know what I mean? If somebody if somebody is over there and saying I know what I'm doing and they're in their own thing and you still have the information, you can still share it with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, I feel like your DBs may be a little up on your mic. You might want to pull it back a little bit. It's hot. Your mic is hot. You're overmodulating. Yeah, that that may they 
I get I, I I listen to your podcast and I feel like maybe you need some content structure as it as it goes down to the formats, the different formats. You might want to just break it down into a few parts and um you know da da da. Hey, instead of doing those formats, you might just want to do more free flowing because I see when y'all just get to talking, y'all y'all have a good back and forth relationship and y'all can just free formally talking to be a great podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those things those things, just being willing to be forthcoming with information, I feel like makes you a better person, and it it eliminates the oh he a hater phase. You know what I mean? But that's always gonna come no matter what you do. I but but I find solace in knowing that I tried. You know what I mean? Yeah. I find solace in knowing that my intentions are good, and I always say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But it's. It's important. It's important because there's so many other people that want to do what it is that you do. And if they, and if somebody be like, man, how can I get a start? Hey, man, uh, meet me at Starbucks. And I'll give you an hour of my time. And I'll let you know everything I want to know. Somebody somebody always and forever will ask me, bro, how you get started DJing, bro? Uh, I want you to teach me how to do something, bro. And my first thing is always, 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 you got a board and a computer? I ain't got no boy yet, but I got a tons of music. All right, I'm gonna need you to invest in a boy so that I know you're serious. How you gonna? How are you gonna? How am I gonna teach you what I know? And you have you can't go home and practice. You know what I mean? How much a board costs? It depends on what you want to buy. A standard you, board. What is a standard, standard board? board. A standard board is subjective. Um, a two channel, a, a two channel mixer. Okay, okay. If somebody, if somebody asks me, what's a what's a good camera for photography? Mm-hmm. I know it by price range, depending on what you want to do. Okay. So as far as a board goes, right, it's like a nice standard board. How much money you got? I got five hundred dollars. Uh, um, Pioneer DD, uh, DDJSB controller, or SR. I want to go no lower than SR, SR controller. And how much does that cost? Uh, it's probably gonna be right at five hundred dollars. But you're still gonna need, you know, other stuff. You're still gonna need speakers. You're still gonna need wires. You're still gonna need uh, cords. You're gonna need, a, you know, you still need stuff. Yeah. But there's you have you have there's gotta be a blood sacrifice to your dreams. And that, I agree. <laughs> a lot of people don't go through those sacrifice phases though. There's no way. There's no way. Like I could be a DJ, and I I wasn't. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna cap with you now. Like when I first started, I had virtual DJ, right? Uh huh. I had virtual DJ and it was great and it worked, but there was a level of DJing that I couldn't reach because I didn't have shit else. I was just DJing on my computer. So I did my first real party at 3DL and I made like $3,000. Like my first real, it was a homecoming party. I made $3,000 and I was rich. I was so scared because I never had this much money in my hand at one time. Somebody go kill me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't never been, you know, rich. So I was like, oh shit, I got three thousand dollars. Somebody follow me home. You know, make sure I get in the house straight. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> so, but the next day, I went to the bank, put it in the bank, and spent two thousand dollars and got everything that I ever thought that I needed to begin the journey of a traditional DJ. When I got Serato, when I got a CDJ, when I got a mixer. You know what I mean? And then that's when the money train just kept going for these companies because I've been paying out ever since. Last year, I bought a $2,000 mixer. And then turned around this year and spent $1,700 more on a board. 
And that shit will never stop because it's always going to be advancement, improvement in technology. And you're always going to want to be able to put out the best product. So you got to invest in yourself and reinvest and then reinvest again. Yeah, I seen I seen you had a lot of nice equipment when y'all did the uh the Facebook lives when the corona stuff first happened. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's um what made you do the Facebook lives when the corona stuff happened? I know you were celebrating the anniversary of studio, but yeah. what made you keep doing it after that? Um we didn't have nothing else to do. What else to do did we have to do? That was the only that uh, uh of course after D Nice blew it up on uh, and had a kajillion people and his Facebook, like that, galvanized so many other DJs to go and do this thing on live. Yeah. Um. That that was a big part of it. And then, um, people were supporting and kicking up them five dollars a piece. Of, you know, and we wasn't getting rich off that shit. Like we would we would take that money and bust it down with all the DJs and um Fred who put it you know the camera stuff together, and we'll have twenty dollars, forty dollars, maybe put in our tanks. You know what I mean? After a weekend of doing it. And that was enough, you know. That was enough for us, and we had fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to find joy in in the midst of this pandemic, shit, bro. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how the uh, pandemic affect uh, affect business. Um, it I, there business was, just all it, around. Um, for me, I got furloughed, and I am I am still furloughed from the radio station, mm-hmm. and definitely because you know, and I understood it. I totally understood it because if there's la- there's local ads and there's national ads, and if they're not coming in as prevalent as they did before, then they don't have the money to just be paying everybody. You know what I'm saying? That, that's business. Mm-hmm. And as a businessman, I feel it. They told me that shit. I said, that's a bet. I'm going to holler at y'all. And I went and filed an unemployment, and God bless. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I work at Jimmy Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I went and found another job at Jimmy Jazz because I'm not a fr- I don't have no pride. Fuck pride. Pride to get you killed. Pulp Fiction, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, I, I, I um, deliver for waiter. You know what I mean? Like I had to find because after about a month and a half of not doing anything, I was driving myself crazy, and I needed to get up and do something because I started feeling like lesser of a man because I wasn't making no money. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, it's terrible and it's toxic that money is is a is attached to your masculinity, but I feel like that is, it makes you feel that way though. Yeah, money is definitely attached to your masculinity because I ain't want to go out the house. I want nowhere to go, but I ain't want to go out the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't want to move around and and do stuff. You know, the little stuff you could do. I didn't want to do none of that because I was like, damn, I'm broke. You know what I mean? Fucked up out here, and I just I was thankful that somebody was like, get your dumb ass up and do that waiter shit. That waiter shit. Let me tell y'all something. Okay, America, waiter works. I did our DoorDash, Door- our Uber Eats. Yes, you yeah. can. If seven, I worked eight days. A total of maybe thirty hours in those eight days, and my first check from waiter was seven hundred dollars, and that was good enough for me. I was all I did was ride around to Captain D's or wherever the fuck, and pick up some food. Dropped it off to some girl in their apartment. Dropped it off to Jones Creek. Dropped it off downtown in the bottom. Just riding around listening to podcasts and music all day. I can do that. Because yeah. the alternative is nothing. <laughs> How you feel about putting the miles on your car though? I always wanted to ask people that. Um, you gotta you gotta you gotta do it. But 
I'm I'm blessed enough to have a, a newer car. Yeah. So I went tripping. And I don't go nowhere no way. Not like I'd be going on cross country trips or nothing. So, you know, I I wasn't really concerned with that. Mm-hmm. And it was bringing in income when there was no income. So, I was a worthy sacrifice for Sam Hunter. I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Seven hundred. And then yeah. out of nowhere, Jimmy Jazz called me back, and I because I would do the waiter, and then I'd go home and do applications for jobs all day. I do fifty. I do sixty percent in in Augusta, forty percent um, out of Augusta, and every day I would just do that. Waiter applications, waiter applications, and then out of nowhere, Jimmy Jazz, not Jimmy Johns, called me, and I said, you know what, I'm straight. Cause I'm already doing waiter, and now y'all trying to get my time. You know what I'm saying for seven dollars an hour. I was like, nah, fuck, waiter got me. <laughs> and then it's Jimmy a little Jazz, more sweet over here. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Johns called me, and then I was like, nah. And then Jimmy Jazz called me, and I was like, I love, love, love shoes. I love the retail space, and this is a great opportunity while I'm not doing nothing. To get back into that. And I was yeah. like, and I'm happy with the decision I made. So if y'all want to see me, I'll be at Jimmy Jazz. Now I don't work know. a lot of hours because the city back open. It was like, I got the job. And then a week later, they said the city going to open back up. So now I'm back to being DJ Nightmare, back to being owner of Studio Neighborhood Bar and part-time sales associate at Jimmy Jazz. <laughs> you know so how'd you feel about um, when the city opened back up? Because I know uh, y'all opened up late then, y'all. Because the city opened back up and y'all opened up like, what, a couple days later? Yeah, because we just wanted to see what the overall reaction would be with our people. And we wanted to make sure that we put all the things in place as much as you could in order to um, be uh, legitimately sanitized. Like, people don't understand. Like, there were 39 different rules that they sent out that yeah. you had to abide by. And most of them was wash hands and make sure you got a mask on, stuff like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Feel me? Like, it was... You know, standard stuff, and we just wanted to make sure we had everything in place and we did our due diligence to our business in order to open up the right way. And we wanted to see if the news was going to get on people's ass about being open. Did they? Not really. (laughs) The city opens back up, details at 6, and then they'd be like, people are out in droves as the coronavirus has been lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Then I just do a pan of, you know, Broad Street. And then, yeah, nobody really cared. Though. No, because people should care. But there's this, what's, what is it? What do we live in? Capitalism forces you to ask yourself questions as it pertains to morality. You know, because if we were in a government that took care of all of its people, that and during this pandemic, they said, like they did in Canada, where you get like $2,000 a week and you get this and you get that and you get that, then we will be in a position where our employees wouldn't have to work. You know? We'll be in a position where we wouldn't have to work. We'll be in a position where nobody will have to choose between um, working and their health. But we don't live in a society that 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 that, that has that. So we have to How do you feel about it? How do you feel about capitalism? I feel like capitalism... I feel like conscious capitalism can work. I feel like capitalism also breeds content. And I feel like um, as as long as capitalism exists in the way that it does today, that we're going to be in a position where morality is going to always be in question. And Explain the uh, uh, breed content part. 
um, because there's always going to be somebody making a lot of money. And there's always going to be somebody that is below those people making an ass of money saying, why can't I get this money? And there's always going to be things that prevent those certain people in these lower classes from getting to that money. There'll be mm -hmm. outliers. There'll be people that um, there'll be people that do reach the highest of the heights. You know what I mean? But for the most part, um, and this is not, and I, this is not specifically a race thing. I'm talking about a people thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? There'll be a class of people that would like to get to the money, and everything that they do within their life will be concerned around money and why they have not and why they have. And that will breed content, right? Yeah, so let me ask you a question. You open up these floodgates, so I really want to ask you this. Okay. Because I still understand that I, I have know a right to not answer. Well, go ahead. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah I know your answer. It's the one. Mexicans. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. It was Alex Jones shit. So, so here's the question. The go question ahead. is, um, the numbers are spiking again, yeah. especially in traveling towns. Sure. So with the numbers spiking, do we go back to phase two? I mean, excuse me, phase one. We can shut it down. Do we, do we shut everything down? We shut or it down. No, we, that, there's no or. We shut hold, it down. Hold, 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 we shut it all the way down. Let me ask you, though. Or do we think about the unemployment rate as the lowest as it's ever been, ever in history? The lowest? It's forty million people. That's I mean, uh, I mean the highest. Okay, Excuse me. you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know I've been drinking. Okay, <laughs> but nah, it's the highest. It's the highest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So, do we try to make guidelines around that, or do we just shut everything back down? You shut it down. You shut it down. You shut it down. Unless you want the entire, unless you want the entire world and decide the second wave to die. <laughs> like That's kind of what the question is though It's like do you care more about the economy Or do you care more about people I care more about people Yeah, I care more about people And I know that's so You're saying that's being hypocritical Because you opened back up your business Right that's very, No I wasn't, no, I wasn't asking that because no, of I know, that I know, I'm, No because I, I asked myself that Yeah, You know what I mean It's very hypocritical Because you have a business And you open it back up But we have a responsibility to the business To try to make money To keep the business running When it When it comes back open again. But morally speaking, like I care about the lives of people because nigga, I can't replace my grandmama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. I can't replace my friends that got sick and that's the and I there's nothing I can do or say that is going to bring them back or it's gonna eliminate the hurt that people have experienced through that, you know what I mean? It's terrible what's happening through, uh, due to the sickness that they have. You know what I mean? It's important right now, while we still can, to continue to expand the infrastructure of the healthcare system so that when the second wave comes, they're able to treat more bodies, more ventilators, more PPE for the for the for the uh, nurses and the doctors, we need to do all of that stuff because what we do know is that yes, let me be flattening the curves in other places, but you see tremendous spikes in others. Correct. And money doesn't matter when you're dead. And you know something else, scary. <laughs> we don't know if you can get it again. We don't. We don't know anything about the antibodies, but we're testing people for antibodies. Yeah, like. It's not. It's it's not. I'm not gonna say it's misinformation because it's something we've never seen, right? Yeah. But we have to do our due diligence 
in the science space to figure out what works and what doesn't. It's it's frustrating and it's hard. And every every time we get a new update from the World Health Organization that says this works, this doesn't work. Oh wait, this doesn't work, nigga. They don't know, <laughs> nigga. You don't know. It gets scary, don't it's it? It's scary as hell. But we all it's scary as hell for everybody. We all going through this at the same time in real time. So I give grace to them niggas because nigga, if you don't know. And I don't know, but you smarter than me at that, that I'm going to give you time to figure that shit out. That's all you can do. Do you stay away from your grandma at these times, though? Absolutely. Because, yes. I've, because I've been around, I be going around, I be going around the same people, but I don't know if they got it. And I don't know if I got it and I haven't been tested. My gr- I'm, We got to understand, too, I'm not from here, so I'm not going to be, acting, I'm not going to play the pity party like my grandma was on, you know. Willow Road or nothing. She's saying Alabama, Marlo, Alabama. Yeah, but like, I don't, that's why I asked you because my grandma say way further. Yeah, you know, you know what, what I'm saying. saying? <laughs> so like, but I wouldn't want to go. I don't want to go. I would love to go see my mother, who is in Darien, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to go see my family, but I don't want to get them sick. And I've been exposed to a lot of different people, and it's, it is my responsibility to accept the fate that I have. You know that I may have contracted the disease and I want to keep them safe. So I will stay away from them or go get tested before I go down there. You know? Are you going to get tested though? I heard they got a stick like this long Q-tip up your nose, down your throat or something. Yeah. If 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 I'm... (laughs) Yes. Yes. Eventually, yes. If If I plan to go around people that I'm not around, but that's hard. It's so hard. That's a hard question. I want to say yes, but then I work at the mall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I want to say yes, but I work in the club. I want to say yes, but I, you know, I be in areas I should. I can say that. I should get tested every day. I should. I should get tested every yeah, two to three days. Yeah, because you got exposure to a lot of people. A lot of people Especially often. that mall. Yeah, like, and everybody just so happy to see you. Oh, I ain't seen you in so long. Like, I'm scared. I'm, it's a constant, it's a constant fear of mine, every day. Like because I'm a love, I'm a lovable person. I, you know, I want to embrace you. What's up, bro? I fuck with you, Arr, nigga. Shit. I was just about to say that. Like that shit. When this shit first started happening, everybody shot away from the daps. It was all fists. Yeah, them daps <laughs> is back, baby. Yeah, they back. They back. Them daps is back. <laughs> Niggas Believe ain't even me. hesitating. Yesterday was my birthday. Them daps. It was back. a lot of daps. Daps, hugs, kisses on the cheek. <laughs> I kissed in the mouth yesterday. No, no, in the no. mouth. In the mouth. No, no. So it's like, but you know, fear of death is a constant in my life. You know what I mean? Like since I since I've been like eleven, I'm, this is extra deep. <laughs> nah, I'm ready though. But like, I'm with fear it. of death has has been a thing. Like, I don't know what I think we had with the church or something. They was talking about revelations and going to heaven, and then something just clicked in my head. Oh shit, you got to die to go to heaven. What is that like? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was just. It's been a constant thing, and due to that, you know, and then you put a pandemic on top of that, 
and then you put police brutality on top of that, and then the awakening of blackness, and what does that mean to be a black man? Like, you put all of those things, like, my mind races about shit like that, you know? And I try to find, like, I just try to shake my shake my head out of it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you got to think about something else. It's crazy times we living in right now, too, because yeah. on top of us going through a pandemic, it's like the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. is at the peak it ever can be at, and all this is going on at the oh, same no, time. no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about as far as it sounds right now. Because when the looting starts, okay. They, the they, starts. Were, they were looting, but I think it's I think it's going to get worse, though. It's def- it, it has the potential to get significantly worse. Um, America knows the language of blood. You know? Yeah. Like. Um, Money so, and blood. That's like, it. Like. Like. Um. Martin Luther King dies. If I if I got the timeline right, and I could be wrong, Martin Luther King dies. They ride in the streets. We get the rest of the civil rights bills. Is how that went? Yeah, you're right. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. But after 1968, 68 for sure. Yeah, that's what I know for sure. Yeah, but you're right. Like Civil War happens. We get freedom. Um, uh, the American Revolution happens. A lot of people died. Then we developed the country. Our, our our the America America's foundation is blood. You know what I mean? Blood and crime. Because let, let us never forget that the people that first came to America were not. Explorers of a great world. They were <laughs> debtors. This was a debtors colony. Okay, these are people that were the lowest levels of society in the country in which they came from. That were going to be sent from prison, or you can go colonize this nation called America. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't like, and then that wasn't peaceful either. Look what they did to the indigenous people of America. You know what I mean? Like it was it was tough. It was tough what happened, you know, you get trail tears and smallpox blankets and all of that. You know, you get, and then they say, there's some niggas over there, we're going to go grab them. Transatlantic slave trade. 300 years of that. War happens again. Then we shit on black folks again for the next ever. And now we, Obama. And now we're here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible, man. And there has been a reckoning after you there's been there's been an awakening, especially in the last few weeks, because we had to sit and watch another black man die in the streets. And we sat and watched that black man die in the streets for eight minutes and forty some seconds. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. You know, that was a great that was a great goddamn that was a great goddamn um what is it called? Comedy special? <laughs> Bro, I got really emotional like watching yeah, that. Me too. Me too. Because he's right. Because he's right. I and didn't honestly didn't laugh. Everybody was like, it was so funny. I laughed. I didn't laugh, bro. There wasn't no- I only I only laughed like two parts. I laughed when he was talking about um old girl that said she fucked him. 
Oh yeah, oh, okay. I laughed at that because yep. <laughs> that's just funny. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. And I laughed about the Ja Rule part. That was it. Besides that, I did not laugh, oh, bro. No, he said no. I laughed at those two parts as well, and then I laughed when they said, "Yeah, I got some pussy jokes." Oh yeah, yeah, I laughed that part too. <laughs> I laughed that part too. But besides that, I was like, "This is heavy, bro." Yeah, it's very like heavy. this is heavy. He touched on a point that was very poignant too, as it relates to. Uh, Kobe, the Kobe Bryant when he went into that story. Yeah, you know he, that was heavy also. The day that Kobe died, he had to go to the Grammys and they didn't go because Kobe died. Um, that shit was heavy as hell. But it's it speaks on it speaks to where we're at right now, right? So because there's a pandemic, the world has stopped, you know, and a big part of the world was sports. You know what I mean? And beyond these great athleticisms that they put on display, the top, the greatest athletes the world has ever seen that's playing in these national sports once that stopped not only did we lose that but we lost the biggest distraction right from the world and that's what he was tying that to i don't think he kind of i think he kind of did it but that is a big part like the distractions of the world has caused everybody to stop and look at this singular thing right and that is what has galvanized the people to say we are tired of this. Because that's like the fuck up when white folks is out there. When we see L.A. and we see Chicago and Detroit and Savannah and, and, and all of these places in between, it's a lot of white folks out there, more white folks than we've ever seen at Black Lives Matter protests, you know? But do you feel like it's getting trendy or do you think it's just time for this? It's time for the people to stand up. I don't, I don't want to discredit the amount of allies that have came into the movement and said that this is a legitimate change. My saying is trendy. There are a lot of people that's going out there, and you seen the girl with the, uh, she had a drill. She stopped to take a picture, putting the putting the uh, piece of wood on the um, on the you know what I'm saying. She, you know what I'm saying. You seen that? Yeah, I seen that. She, shit. And she was doing that, and that is a bad part of the game. That's a terrible part of the game. But there's so many more people that legitimately. Are trying to make a significant that video change. was gross too. That shit was disgusting, G. It was disgusting. I think we got to put a little bit more words so the people know what that is. So it was a lady. Uh, it was during the time of looting, right? Mm-hmm. And she and she got out of like a Audi, a mm-hmm. Audi SUV, mm-hmm. and she went to take a picture and act like she was a part of what was going on and jump back in the Audi. Jump back in the Audi and took off. Like, what part of the game is that? Yeah, like you. That that is in and of itself a distraction away from what we what they are out here for, you know, and that is disgusting. But there's so many other people that are actually doing the work and trying to peacefully protest and trying to make a significant change. And I feel like that this is not going away anytime soon. But I also feel like it's. Like Killer Mike said, it's time to organize and strategize and all of that stuff. Correct. And figure out what is the plan here. We need to take all that Killer Mike speech was probably one of the greatest speeches I've seen in my life. Yeah. And and this is coming from somebody that has studied a lot. Word. (laughs) And that's that's a great one, bro. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like no lie, when I seen it, I was on the way to Jacksonville to to see my homeboy, Mm -hmm. and he's not a big fan of Killer Mike. And I was like, bro, you have to see this Killer Mike speech. Yeah. And I showed it to him, and he was like, yeah, you're right, bro. That yeah. was it. 
Because, like, that was just flawless, bro. Mm-hmm. It was flawless. And then on top of that, before I even watched that, I felt him because I know about, like, the history of Atlanta. And I could not believe niggas was out there riding. I can't. I can't know. I can't believe it, Because dog. You, got, you got some people. That's a historical city. A, a historical black city, bro. Of course. Of course it is. Like, um, I'm not as well. I may not be as well-versed, but I'm I'm good on Atlanta. But you got to understand, so don't I give a fuck about none of that? Yeah. Nobody give a fuck about that. Like, See, got, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of bad policing that happens in Atlanta, too. You know what I mean? And... People are people are tired and people react to situations a lot differently. I cannot I cannot say that I can say what they did was a bad thing, but I can also understand exactly why they were out there in these streets doing that shit. Some people Yeah, I get it. Some people are some people were being um what is it? they were taking advantage of the situation and just getting off in films. You feel me? That happened. Yeah. That happened. Selling buzz down rollies. But, but what we can never do is take more offense to those actions than the action that is than the original action. You know what I mean? I'm with you. You know what I mean? You'll like, never get an argument from me about that. You can't. You every like I was arguing with somebody on Facebook. You cannot argue self responsibility in the black community when America is not taking responsibility. Hold up, bro. For hold what up, bro. Hold up. Hold up. My bad. I don't mean to cut you off, but I got to ask you this question. Are you one of them people that argue with the all lives matter people? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, I, and it's not like, Why do you argue with them? It's not, it's not, it's not because, hey, it's because it's entertaining to see what people will say about you to your face, lacking no evidence. They have zero evidence. And the claims that they will make will be completely discredited by a few words. Like, Bruh, black people built this country for free. Facts. And then, and then I just get off the internet. Or I'll say, racism is real. <laughs> or I'll say... <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> I like that sign that somebody put up during a, a baseball game, and it was like, racism is as real as baseball. Bruh, it's real. And, for you, and I love, love, love to hear... I also, I also will do that primarily... Because I don't know everything, and to hear the worldview of other people is important so that you can deduce what is good and what is not good and make your own worldview on what you personally believe. Because sometimes, sometimes in the midst of all of the bullshit, there is a truth that can be found, not within them, or not, or, or in the, not, not with, Solely them, or not solely with me, but somewhere in the middle, there can be a, a true found for one individual. And if I can say to somebody who's all lives matter type that, um, which leads me back to what I was saying, like somebody asked me about social responsibility, there got to be personal responsibility. And, and then I say something like, how can you, People will always scream personal responsibility, but America hasn't taken responsibility for what happened to black folks. And then they say, what do you mean what happened to black folks? And I say the 450 years of social, mental, economical, you know, um, physiological, religious oppression of black people. And then they say, 
what do you mean by that? And then I say, okay, slavery, Jim Crow, um, separate but Yeah, bro. You sound like me. Um, I was just talking to somebody about this, I think two nights ago. I was telling them, I was like, so the the years I skipped when I was just telling you like the places I lived, mm-hmm. I lived in Germany between those years. Sure. And I was telling them that um the years I lived in Germany, you know, I kind of studied World War Two and I seen like the effects of Hitler. And the thing that's like that's different between us in America and them from the effects of World War Two is after Hitler died. They corrected those mistakes. They got it over with. You know what I'm saying? They moved forward. Yeah. We never did that in America. That's why we're where we're at. Uh, excuse me, where we're at today. Right. We never did that. There was no atonement for the for the sins that America was built on. Yeah. The, and as much as I was like, nah, we shouldn't get these niggas on money for reparations. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. That's a part of the growth that I've had as a man too. Like, think about it, bro. If I build your house and you never pay me, and then 10 years from now, you take a loan on a house and you start a business, and then that business grosses $500,000, and then 20 years from now- And you still broke. And then I never got paid for your house. And and you still broke, and I'm rich. Yes, as fuck. If you rich as fuck, then what? Now I'm still now I still harbor this resentment towards you because you never paid me for the work that I did. And that's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> But and for some reason, this simple concept that we're speaking of, of course, me and you are going to understand as black men, they just don't get that shit for some reason. They don't it's want, something about it that's going over their head. It's an omission of factual evidence. They just, they just, uh, they just take that and just throw it on the, on the side because that would that would mean that they would have to atone. Yeah. Okay. For what happened to us, bro? Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you a quick story. I've dealt with a white woman before, right? Fact. Very intelligent white woman. She was fine. She was fine. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fine white women in my life, though. That's what I'm talking about. But this one was very that's fine. Of, that's part of my reparations plan. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oh yeah, 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 for I'll sure. Play, you know, you, nah, 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 nah. Keep it straight. <laughs> nah, you gotta, you gotta, nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna stay off that because Jokes, this, this, this is Jokes. a serious story. So I'm gonna stay off All that. Right. <laughs> but uh, bruh, I'm dealing with this white woman, and um, you know, we sitting in this room, we pillow talking and shit. And she's just talking about kind of the topic we talking about, kind of not though. And I'm telling her, I'm like, you know, I don't, I, I don't think you really understand that topic like you think you do. And she's talking to me like, no, nah, I read books like you always be talking about, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey and you know the thoughts and opinions of Marcus Garvey. You know, books like that. I've read those books and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understand the real world perception of it mm-hmm. i was like i can break it down to you my grandpa who just passed away maybe 10 years ago when he passed away he was like 70 years old he was the first person in my family to own land and she was like okay i was like i want you to go find the first person in your family to own land and she was like i don't know like I don't know And I was like Nah I really think about that And she was like People been owning Land in my family mm, I mm. was like Exactly That's what you're not getting That's our whole thing With reparations My grandpa I'm talking about Somebody who I Grew up with Okay Was the first person To own land In our whole Entire family right. My mom My mom The person that birthed me The one who I'm around Is the 
now second person in the family to have a degree. Do you get that yet? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I'm breaking that down to her. I'm like, my mom was the first person to have a degree. I'm the second. Like, that's it. They, a lot of times they speak on history as if it happened a millennia ago. When yeah. your, your granddaddy, your granddaddy, no, excuse me. You, we, are, we have been free since when? 1865, something like that. Right, but your granddaddy, my well, I'll, well, I'll just speak for my granddaddy. My granddaddy, sharecropper, right? Mm-hmm. Then my granddaddy's father was a sharecropper, probably. His daddy was a slave. That's four generations ago. That's not that long. That's ago. not that long at all. At all. That's not that long at all. And we had pictures of generations. So yes, yes, and. The fact that you could ignore that what happened to us has a constant effect on what is happening to us today. You, there's no way that you can ignore that that is a direct result from slavery. Exactly. And it's everything. It's every topic we can think of. Every single thing. Like that's your black as fuck. You ever seen? You seen? Yeah, yeah, seen yeah, 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 yeah. Because slavery, it's real. It's real. They ask why we have all this crime in our communities. They, but they don't. They don't say why. Do, why are we in these communities? Can we talk about that topic? Because I, I really hate that shit. What? Um. Well, you know, black people are, are talking about police killings, but um, uh, black on black crime is extremely high. Black on black crime doesn't exist. Black on black crime is propaganda. <laughs> black on black crime is propaganda because. We never hear about white on white crime. We never hear about Mexican on Mexican crime or Asian on Asian crime. The only time that you hear race as it, well, criminality as it referred to race is black on black crime. But their rebuttal will be, what about what, what about doing police officers killing killing white people? So it's okay for police officers to kill white people? Is it cool? Take race out of it. Police shouldn't be killing people unless unless. But bro, think about think about how we're talking about it right now, and I ain't gonna lie, I ain't got nothing for you. But they gonna have something for you, and it's like this topic is not even that deep. It, it isn't. That What's deep. there not to understand? Police should be held at a higher standard because they are are, are obligated to protect the citizens in which uh, occupy the community in which they work. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Whether you're doing wrong. If you if you are if you commit a crime, you should not be charged charged jury and executioner. Try well, judge your executioner should not play out in the street. Should play out in the court system because we're all allowed due process. Correct. Until you're not, and then most likely you die in the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No snitching. Like like y'all need to highlight this now. Huh? Like <laughs> like, but I don't play by those rules because I am a civilian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, now when you me place, also like I'm a I don't do none of that, and I'm telling, I'm telling on everybody, because I, because I, not, ain't, I ain't gonna say I'm telling, I'm but telling. depending on the situation, I'm telling. Let me tell you something. I'm not, I, of course, like yeah, I I understand who I am and who I'm not, and what I am not, and what I is a gangster. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt 
to live a, a street or hard lifestyle. This is totally separate from what we're talking about. But you cannot. Nah, attempt, we can go here. Yeah. You cannot. Play, ain't no. Uh, Prodigy said a long time. Ain't no such thing. It's halfway, halfway crooks. crooks. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're going to be in that world, be in that world in totality. You know what I'm saying? Don't play with it. And if you're not in that world, respect what it is that's going on over there and understand that if you do not play by those rules, then you cannot play that game at all. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of intertwining in that game with the nightlife. Sure, why not? But it is, I'm not doing that because I'm not built for that. Yeah. Thank God for the sidewalks because the streets, it's not for me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. That's all I had to say about that. But back to- You been in jail before? Huh? You been in jail before? My mama worked at the jail for 20 years. Yeah. She worked at 911. Yep. She worked at, um, as a dispatcher. But have I ever committed a crime and had to go be processed in a jail? No. I visited several times. It's nice. In the it's office. It's nice. In the, in the, <laughs> in the office. In the office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's another thing I have with the police. Like, I'm not- a guy that is saying like, "Oh, we don't need police," or no shit like that. I'm like, glad. I'm glad you segue that for me. We need that was my that was my next question. I was gonna ask you where you would defund the police person. Yeah, but you. Yeah, I'm also a. That is a stupid thing. Can we talk about that though? Sure. Like Def- defunding the police. Like no, you. We gotta stop. We gotta stop saying defund the police because that is that is PR. For people who are nightmare, like, I'm using this as a clip, so I just I'm just warning you. Go ahead, keep going, keep going, That's keep right. going. Defund the police is a, is a bad phrase to use for what needs to happen, right? The idea of defunding the police is taking money from the police stations where they're getting a lot of influx of cash and uh, incentives to go out and do police work, right? When you should reallocate funds in other services that enhance the community for it to be better. You know what I mean? You brought that down so perfectly. That's all it is. So it's a beautiful hashtag to use. Defund the police is simple, right? Boom. But it's not giving off a true representation of what needs to happen. When they saying dismantling the police, they're not saying. Because you know, a lot of people saying get rid of the police and we police our own neighborhoods. No! <laughs> no That's there, why I'm glad you speaking on be, it So I don't have should, to what I, But what I will say is That there needs to be people in the there, there needs to be a drive Or something to get more people That exist in these communities Already That live in these different communities Where they Are not unfamiliar With, what, with who Correct. the people are Correct Because if you know that this six foot eight dude that looked like a stone cold killer is really the sweetest, nicest guy in the world, and he is not on the street doing bad things. He just looked crazy. Then you got then you're not gonna press him. Over policing needs to stop too. Like over policing in these different communities needs I to agree. stop too. But there, but as far as defunding the police, no, we're not saying take every dollar out of the police, dismantle the police, and everybody just get out here and buy a pistol, and we're gonna just see what happens. No, we need there needs to be a system of organizational law where people feel safe when the police come. And but the, bro, you know, um, and the demilitarization of the police needs to happen as well. Like there are so many police stations that get all of these things from the U.S. 
um, military service, they get all of this stuff. There is no reason why there should be a tank in the middle of the projects in Atlanta. I agree. What the hell are we doing? But, bro, you know, everybody, <laughs> you caught me off guard with that tank shit because that was wild. That's yes. wild as hell. I'm like, and then you see the little girl dancing and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that the police probably wasn't tripping at all. You know what I mean? But why is there a tank down there? Why is there, why are we, I, school, I'm all in your area. But why <laughs> are we, <laughs> um, like, why are these things happening to where we have the question, is our safety in jeopardy for just being? You know, yeah. like the police are, I live, my mom, like I just told you, my mom worked for the Brunswick Police Department for the better part of 20 some years, right? Mm-hmm. And when my mom was at work, my mom was a single mother and we stayed in Evergreen Apartments. She would have these police officers ride by our house, shine a light in the window, you know, just to make sure that we was okay while she was at work. Those cops are great for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for them. Cops that took me home from, you know, places. So I'm not saying that cops are bad because I know that they're good. And I'm talking about black, white, whatever. However, there is no room. There is minimal to no room for actual Ooh, errors in the job in which you do. Right? Because the, the error is so vast that you may actually end life. And life is the only life is the most precious commodity in it's the world. It's a technical world. job. Yeah, like your your room for error has to be low. And when things go bad, th- there needs to be an accountability that goes along with that. So nightmare. I was gonna um I was actually gonna um make a YouTube video about this, but since we got so deep in this conversation, I'm gonna talk about it now on this podcast. Sure. I was in a cigar lounge, right? Mm-hmm. In North Augusta Smoking a cigar It was only me and, and another gentleman in there It was a white gentleman And we were just in there Talking about cigars Or whatever Then we got to talking about Today and what's going on today mm-hmm. And he ended up telling me That he was a police officer But he just put his Two weeks notice in mm-hmm. And I was like Whoa Why'd you put your Two weeks notice in Of course he gave me Like a cute answer We started drinking whiskey Lit up another cigar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now he got it talking. Here come the truth. So he told me. He said he was on 56, and it was a kid in a Mustang racing another kid in, like, some kind of drag car, like a Honda or something. Sure. And he said he uh, he pulled over the kid in the Mustang. It was, like, you know, like a mixed kid with, like, long hair. Pulled him over. As soon as he gets up to the car... The kid has his hand on the steering wheel, and he's hysterical. He's screaming. He's crying. He's like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And he said he broke down, just completely broke down. He didn't know what to do. He got in his car. Uh, He called for backup. They came up there. He drove off. He went home. He was like, he just went home. He was like, he couldn't even handle it. Mm -hmm. He said he got home. He just just wasn't feeling it. He was like, I cannot believe a kid thought I was going to kill him because I pulled him over. This is a white guy. And he said he just got to thinking about it. And when he got to work, they was going to punish him for leaving the scene. Mm-hmm. So he put his two weeks in so they wouldn't fire him. Put his two weeks in. And 
uh, before he told me that story, he was talking about how he wanted to open up a coffee shop and how he wanted to give back to the community and be a substitute teacher, you know, things like that. Yeah. So he, he basically said after that happened, he got to thinking about things and he was like, you know what? He was like, everybody always say all cops aren't bad cops. And he was like, but if you really break it down, there's there's 10 cops. Right. And he was like, honestly and truly out of 10 cops. There's probably going to be like, there's probably going to be like two cops. That's good cops. There's mm. going to be two cops. That's horrible cops. Like, you know, like training day. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> okay. what he used. Yeah. He was like training day. Cause he was like, he was like, that shit is wild. Like yeah. you don't never see shit like that. He was mm. like, that's wild. That's a movie. And he was like, and then those other six cops really don't know what the hell going on. They just going to follow behind whoever's the superior. Mm-hmm. And if that superior is a bad cop, that's just what it is. But he was like, honestly, he was like, but out of those six, there's like three of them that just really don't know. So he was like, when something bad happens, the ones that don't know, they just mm-hmm. follow behind because they're followers. Mm-hmm. He was like, so now who's the good cops? And then he was like, then you have somebody like me who I know I'm a good cop. But if I follow behind, too, because I have to appease the other eight officers, mm-hmm. he was like, what does it make me? I feel like that's... That shit deep, by the way. Yeah. He knows because because the burden of knowledge is knowing that everybody else doesn't know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The burden of having that knowledge is 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 that you have to live every day with the fact that you know that things aren't great. And you have to make a conscious decision to be complicit. Or you have to make a conscious decision to go against everyone who's, who you've ever worked with, who you work with, who are your brothers in blue, to speak out against these travesties. But you are so powerful in the reform movement because you can be a truth teller for the people that are actually good cops. Right? Yeah. Like it's a hard thing to what I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I ain't had to do it, but it's a hard thing to be a good police officer. And every day they saying, fuck the police. Every day when you pull on a black person over, when you have nothing but, the intentions of doing your job and trying to get back home every day. That's all you want to do is do your job the best way you can, the right way, help people be help people who are not committing crimes, be safer and go the fuck home. You are in a tough position, but the things don't get better. If nothing is being said, things don't be like, I wish I would, I would have told that bro, man, rescind your two week notice. And get out there and tell the absolute truth about everything that you've witnessed. But that's hard to do. Yeah. That's hard to do, you know? Like, I would I would encourage I would encourage any police officer, like, if they say they're a good cop and they do good works, I would encourage them to figure out what channels it takes in order to to make your personal precinct a better one. If you see you got a, a bad cop doing bad things, you need to let somebody else know. 
if you if you are having a moral quandary about what it is that you've seen or what it is that you face and then it's your obligation as a good cop to tell you got to tell somebody g you quitting the force does not make the world better it makes i agree it makes you i need you to be a good cop because now i'm faced with the opportunity to meet the bad one <laughs> and see that's how i feel about it because i feel like you know you quitting first off i don't believe in quitting period but you quitting it kind of it lets those people win like if sure. that's what you always wanted to be fight the good fight fight the good fight because that's all a cop is yeah you know somebody trying to have peace and decency as commonplace in the community in which you live that's it like all of the other stuff all of the other stuff is 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 just bullshit it's, bull, it's all bull like i need i need you i need all of y'all i need all of y'all to figure out that uh, I hate to be like quotables, but a uh, uh, what is it? A threat? A threat to justice anywhere? Is it justice everywhere or something like yeah. that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yes. Like I was talking to somebody on on, on the internet again. Like the in in response to this <laughs> defund the police situation, somebody asked should they def- defund the police in Augusta, and I was like, probably not. Probably not. If I had Did to, they guess, call you a coon for going against the defund the police shit. No. I don't uh, think no. I mean, I, if they did, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. Defunding. I'm. I am with that being on a case by case basis. Do I believe that Augusta is getting six hundred million dollars a year and goddamn and get and going to get these militarized tanks and all of this shit? It it depends. Somebody like, sent me the numbers for uh like for what the police gets, and I didn't. I didn't think those numbers was accurate. Yeah, and even if even like I don't think. Richmond County Police Department is getting a ton of money and resources aren't, you know, like resources need to be allocated from the police department to other departments. I feel, I don't know, but I don't, but I don't have any statistical data to back it up. You know what I'm saying? So that would be, that would be an important part of that conversation, but I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like the, the the thing that I see most, they may get a new F one fifty or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they may get a new um one of them unmarked charges or something, but they not just out here BMF and blowing money fast. <laughs> like so no, do not defund the police in Augusta. But guess what? In New York City, they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars allocated towards the police department when they could build social services around the police department to make policing a better thing community policing a better thing and i'm not and i'm saying like healthcare education social projects social workers you can put all of these people like if my if my wife right is having a mental breakdown and somebody calls the police on me and they and they call the police and they say uh Charlene it's having a middle breakdown over here next door to me. The police can come, but why not send a, somebody who is a trained psychologist or a trained therapist with them to talk them down? 
And if and then if Charlene, my beautiful wife Charlene, becomes a threat to the <laughs> lives of people, that's when the police step in and then first use non-threatening force. Well, first use de-escalation tactics, then use non-threatening force, and then Charlene them goddamn shook them. Ugh, get off. Just grab pistols. She, and now she done aimed it at somebody. You know what I'm saying? And she's at outer state of mind. And they lay her down. You know what I'm saying? Now you went through everything you had to get to this point of deadly force. You know what I mean? You've you've done your due diligence. You had a you had a you had me talk to her. You had a trained uh, psychologist talk to her. You hit her with pepper spray. Hit her with the taser. And then she shook all of that. Grabbed a pistol. Shot at some shot at somebody. Now you got to lay it down. Who is going to argue that that's a bad cop? There will still be people to argue that there's a bad cop, right? Correct. Right? But the justifiableness in it is different than if I pull up on you, you arguing, you think she got a gun, and you kill her in the street. So can we talk about the situation at Wendy's? Why did they burn the wind? The Wendy's ain't had nothing to do with that. It's a nigga no, no, drunk no, no, no. in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have they burned, burned the Wendy's before, though. This was a different situation at Wendy's. What happened to Wendy's? Tell my you not Joel Floyd, but um, my boy. They burnt the Wendy's down before the situation happened. The situation in Atlanta, right? Yeah, that was that was after, correct? Or was it before? I don't know. I'm asking. It was after they burned it down. After this is, it had to be after the situation, right? Oh, okay. Because why I didn't they, know. they didn't just randomly burn the Wendy's down. Okay, so it the video, been, so the video came out after. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. With that situation, right? Just like I said in my last statement, right? About my wife getting shot by the police because that was the last thing that they could do. There was a video. Of, I forget the I forget the brother's name. I forget his name. Rayshawn? Yeah, that actually is the name. Rayshawn. All right. So Rayshawn had a, was drunk in a parking lot of the Wendy's. Drive-thru. He was in the drive-through. He was in the drive-through. Okay, bet. He was drunk in the drive-through of a Wendy's, right? That is wrong. Can we agree on that? He was sleep also. He was sleep drunk in the park in the drive-through of a Wendy's. Correct. Can we agree that that is wrong? Correct. Bet. So we have a basic understanding of what is what is wrong. All right. They call the police. Because he has done some, he is clearly not in a position to where he needs to be driving anywhere or doing anything. Correct. So we, need, we need to call the police because he is, first of all, keeping us from continuing to do our jobs. All right. And he is drunk. He's drunk. So, yes, that was warranting calling the police a thing. Yes, you should have called the police. And a lot of people saying that the Wendy's employees should be at fault. For what? You can't do that. You can't do that to them. You can't do that to them. What I'm supposed to do, I, what I'm not going to do is in my Wendy's employee suit, go out to this car and start tapping on this window. He wake up and think he getting robbed and he get shot. Now who wrong? That's different. That's but facts. that's neither here nor there, right? Yeah. That's neither here nor there. So the Let's police, keep going. Let's keep going. So the police come and they see that he is clearly fucked up. He's drunk. He's drunk, right? And 
they're doing all this. He's trying to plead his case. Let me go. Just let me go. All this other stuff. And then that escalates into a struggle because he's trying to get on now. He's like, I'm out. And then that escalates into a struggle. Somehow or another, he gets the taser. He gets up, runs away, points the taser at the police, shoots the taser. He misses. They kill him. Bam. Bam. Twice in the back. How did we get here? How did we get from somebody drinking some alcohol, getting drunk in a Wendy's parking lot, so there's a dead nigga in the street. What in the hell is going on? How do we get from DUI to murder in the street? That is outrageous. That is egregious. That is morally unjustifiable. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They probably going to get off too. They probably going to get off. If I had to guess, they're going to get off because he took a taser from the cop and pointed them at him. But they shouldn't get off because a taser is a non-threatening, a non-life-threatening device. But, you know, the All Lives Matter people are saying that when you're in a chase with someone and they're pointing the gun uh, behind themselves and you're at them, you don't know what kind of gun it is. They know because it was a taser. It's yellow. <laughs> It's a That's what the All Lives Matter people are saying. It's, it's a yellow taser. I got to play devil's advocate. Sure, sure. It's a taser, and it's yellow. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's a taser, and it's yellow. All of the, What other methods could we have used in order to prevent this murder from happening? What de-escalation tools that Atlanta prides themselves on having in a police force could they have used to go from DUI to to arrest? You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, what if there were things in place like having a DUI specialist come in on the scene, or you know, somebody trained to to properly go from um, what is it? A, like when they meet. What is it called? Oh, Jesus. When you go from confrontation to arrest. Okay. What if the what if the police officer walked them down? You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. tased them. Because you always hear, well, what if he would have hurt, got somebody else hurt? He would have drove in the car. What if, like, we cannot play minority report with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't just determine that soon he's going to continue to drive and kill some people. He is drunk driving and he's wrong. Why not bring him into a parking lot? Say, bro, you're drunk. Here's a warrant. Like, we're gonna serve you with this warrant. We're also gonna put you in, we're also gonna put you in a car, and you have to appear in court on this day. And if not, we're gonna lock that ass up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Appear in court on this day. We're gonna lock your ass up. Here is we're gonna police escort you in the back of this car to your house. Can you have somebody come pick you up? Can't like it's so many other things you can do other than get into an altercation, escalate the altercation, and now we got a whole shitstorm on our hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many other things. Hey, you drunk. 
You need or how about this? You drunk. Can you do the sobriety test? You fell the sobriety test. Get him back out of the car. It's time to go to prison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't want no black man to go to jail, but jail is a thing and so are crimes. You know what I mean? So it's like that DUI goes from DUI to murder in the streets in a span of 40 minutes when this alter when this whole thing should have been wrapped up in five minutes. Okay, we've determined that this man is drunk and he has been behind the wheel and now he has a DUI and we're going to take him to jail. Why are we out here for 40 minutes? Why are we out here having this back and forth? But I didn't see all the videos. What happened like before they got into the tussle? When I'm not, he I'm not entirely sure because I didn't see all the video because I'm, I'm yeah, trying to, I, I don't want to see no more of that shit. Yeah, me uh, neither. That's why I haven't been watching the videos. I stopped neither. watching them shits when a nigga who name was Alton Sterling. Okay, I guess we call him. Nigga name was Alton Sterling, and my name is Sterling. Mm -hmm. I was done after that. I don't want to see Philando Castiles. I don't want to see uh, uh, Freddie Gray's, and I don't want to see none of that shit, man. Michael Browns and Eric Garner's and Eddie. Uh, and what's my man? George Floyd. I don't want to see that no more, man. That's, that's trauma. And I, yeah. and I can't continue. And with, with with all due respect for every one of those black men and women who lost their lives, like, I cannot continue to watch those. It's terrible. It's terrible what's happening to people. And people, like you said earlier, like, what about all the, it's, it's a proven fact that all the, there's so many white men who get killed by the police every day. I don't want to see white folks get killed by the police either, bro. I don't want to see nobody get killed by the police. I want to see due process play out in court for a crime they may or may not have committed. Like, you know, the law says. That's it. Right? Or am I yeah. tripping? Oh, no. Nah, you're 100% right. You know me, I believe I'm definitely an American. So I believe that we have the best judicial system in the world. Sure. Because we do. I don't know. So therefore, let's know. use it. I don't know. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. I'm not gonna say I'm a hundred percent up on on law <laughs> around the world, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of countries that's fucking hell holes that I would never want to get into no situation with around the world. Okay, I'm talking about countries where they bring you in front of the tribe and cut your head off because you cheated on your husband. Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we still have those today. 2020, we have those today. Word. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of worse places, a lot of better places. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is the one that I live on and for the when it works, it works great. And when it doesn't, it works terribly, horribly. Yeah. And I have witnessed enough to understand that prison prison reform. Uh, police reform and community engagement as it pertains to the law all need to change. Correct. You oh, know? also, the story that I just told you about the police officer, uh, he's about to get into politics also, local politics. And I, So I'll say his name after he does. Yeah, like you're going to tell, tell me after this too. Um, <laughs> but what, 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 I, what I need to do as well is that we just voted, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're going to be honest, I don't know any of the people, people's platforms of which they ran on. 
You know what I mean? I see them and I, they say, hey, vote for me and all that stuff. But I need to take a better, I need to take a step back and ask like, why? Why do, why, why am I voting for you? What, what are you, what are you doing? What, um, what interests do you serve? How are you going to, um, communicate the issues that I have with your commission, you know, and what are we going to do in order to make things better for everyone? Who's invested in your campaign? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like people should still, if they, if somebody want to give you some money to do something, take the money. You know what I mean? But just know that you're beholden to them. You may be beholden to them for whatever it is that they ask of you. And their interest may not be your interest, may not be my interest, and that makes me not want to vote for you. So what you saying that, what you think about people talking about we need to cancel Taco Bell? Why are we canceling Taco Bell? Hold up. Bro. No, man. I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. I went to Taco Bell this morning because I woke up to this news. So first off, they want to cancel Taco Bell. Time out. Is Taco Bell breakfast good? No. Okay, go ahead. Wendy's is, though. That honey butter biscuit. (laughs) 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 That is the second best biscuit in all of fast food. Popeyes. Chick-fil-A. Oh, you tripping. We not going to have a fat nigga war right now, though. That's that's what you want to do. (laughs) That's another thing. Chick-fil-A chicken minis are significantly better than most things. No. You're a Those liar. Those shits don't be him. You're a liar. I don't like finger food, dog. Chicken, have you had the have you had the bread? What is that? What is that? That's God's grace in every bite. Man, that's homophobic chicken. Oh, so we 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 playing the morality clause in our chicken biscuits? That's what we doing? Popeyes, Popeyes. accepts all people. Oh yeah. <laughs> Popeyes had niggas killing each other over a chicken sandwich. Nah, 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 nah. Niggas wanted to kill each other over a chicken sandwich. Popeyes just wanted to give I'm America his like- grace. <laughs> Popeyes is amazing. I was sponsored by Popeyes when I worked at Hot ninety five. For real? Yes. See, that's what's up. And they used to bless, bless, bless. Me. Shout out to my sponsors, and- man. Herbalife. <laughs> Nothing to do with fried chicken. <laughs> You got a sponsor? Yeah, I got like three of them. Who are they? Um, how do I'm, how I'm you... glad you asked. <laughs> one is Herbal Life. Next one is um, I haven't announced it yet, but it's a fireworks promo coming soon. Is it Wacky Wayne's? It's not Wacky Wayne's. <laughs> it's in Evans. Wacky. It's in Evans. You seen how dirty my crib was? Uh huh. Yeah, it's fireworks all down there. <laughs> oh, okay, word. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, dog, it's coming soon. Just give me a second. I'll mm-hmm. show you the fireworks. Just asking them bitches down there. Word. But, um, what the hell I was saying before we got on this uh f- fat nigga debate? We were talking about Taco Bell. Oh, Taco Bell. So, they said cancel Taco Bell. Because mm. they fired an employee for having a Black Lives Matter mask, and they said that didn't belong in the workplace. And everyone said we need to cancel Taco Bell. But before that, they were trying to cancel Taco Bell because 
they said that Taco Bell was endorsing Donald Trump. But what really happened was someone, you know, Taco Bell is a public franchise. Sure. Someone that owned the Taco Bell endorsed Donald Trump, and they also own like five more franchises, fast food franchises. Well, you can't. Well, you can't do that. I mean, well, you you can do what you want to do, but Taco Bell. You can't cancel a franchise because a franchise owner. Yeah, like you supported cancel a that campaign. guy. Cancel yeah. him. Don't go to, if you don't want to support something. Don't support him. But we shouldn't just have national outrage for all the Taco Bells in the world because one guy decided to give his money to somebody. And also, if you're gonna do this, if this is what you say you're gonna do, you're gonna cancel folks for that. Then we probably shouldn't go to any restaurant. Or any Walmarts or anything, because people on both sides of the aisle, Democrat, Republican, Jews, Gentiles, blacks, whites, Mexicans, are all flawed in some regard. And er everybody has done something. Nobody who ever got super duper rich like that, who had these big multi-million, billion dollar companies, has did something great. Walmart insurance plan sucks for their employees. You got... Uh, I'm sure Taco. I'm sure the guy that owns Taco Bell doesn't do something right. Everybody is something. It's always going to be something. And if you want to play morality, I feel like you got to play across the board. And you know, I don't know what else to say. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I'm not going to cancel Taco Bell because one franchiser <laughs> has decided. <laughs> franchiser. I think that's the word. But I think that he decided that he wanted to give his money to Donald Trump. Although Donald Trump is bad for America, I went to Taco Bell this morning when I seen the news. Was he was did he own that one? No, nah, I went to the one in Evans. I don't know who owns the one in Evans. Yeah, but I know. Well, maybe you that's should do some, some deep diving and see who it is and see what they've done, or you could just get your Gordita G and just like I definitely got my chicken quesadilla with yeah. the bean and beef burrito. Yeah, man, just like just keep just keep it going, man. Oh, it's a diet on you? Yeah, I'm about to replace the battery, but I ain't even know it was low. Mm -hmm. Well, hell, we've been talking, what, two hours? Yeah. Oh, it's 8 o'clock. Well, I got to get to the club. <laughs> but yeah, they uh they wanted to cancel Taco Bell because of crazy reasons. I don't like if if that's what, if that's what you want to do, definitely go ahead, do what you want to do because we all got free will and range to do whatever it is that you want to do. Cancel it, don't cancel it, or whatever. I just would challenge you to think about everything in totality that you do, every gas station that you go to, everything single thing that you do, and I challenge you to see if they have something that you 100% agree with. And you will probably find that you don't. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like, so what do you do after that? After what? you find out that you don't. And everything that you everything that you invest money into, everything that you quote unquote support, what do you do after that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I it's I I try like as much as I try to have a stream of consciousness in everything that I do. 
Um, sometimes I be like, I don't feel like figuring that out. If we go back to like village days and you find out that somebody in your village that always comes through with the watermelon, he the only person that comes through with the watermelon, he cheated on his wife 20 years ago. We we just cancel him. Now we're not getting a watermelon no more. I refuse to let anybody see me eat watermelon. So, sorry. Oranges. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just I don't know. I don't. I don't know if cancel culture is a is in in some instances that there has to be a sense of reconciliation for what happened and what and what actions they have taken in the midst of that reconciliation to lead you to believe that there's somebody still worthy of giving you their money. Yeah. Like every, like there may have been a time where I gave somebody a wrong drink, right? Mm -hmm. Or they asked for a Tito's and vodka. I mean, a Tito's and spray and I gave them Tito's and Coke, right? But after I figure out I made the mistake and I say, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Da, 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 da. Let me get you a drink on the house. That that person probably is going to be more willing to come back and get another drink because yeah. I've shown that I've made reconciliation for the thing that I've done, bro. So before we get off of here, let me talk about some fat nigga shit. I went to a Chinese spot yesterday. Okay, and I ordered a um chicken wing and shrimp fried rice. Facts. They gave me four wings for whole wings. Whole wings? No. Four wings. Two drums, two flats, and some shrimp fry rice for $11.97. That is an injustice. <laughs> <laughs> that is an injustice. Like, I, I, first of all, I hate them teeny winning wings unless they're very flavorful. They was, dog, they was big, but I also hate big wings. Like, you were talking about limelight earlier. I'm not a fan of limelight. 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 I wasn't gonna say that, but I mean, if that's how you feel, Limelight got the best deal on wings in the city. You think so? For twenty dollars or twenty five dollars, you get a pitcher of beer, wings, like twenty wings they and fries. fries is good and fries for twenty five dollars. You can go to another restaurant around here and get a plate of wings for thirteen dollars. You can go to another restaurant and get a you know a eight piece or six piece for less than that, more than that. Like, they got the best deal on win. And I don't go to Limelight like that. I'll go. I don't have a problem with Limelight. But they got the best deal for wings as a unit in the city. Who got a better wing deal? I don't think nobody. $25, you get a pitcher of beer, fries, and 20 wings? I'm going to be honest with you, though. I'm a Columbia County nigga, so I love Alley Cats. Let me tell you something about Alley Cats. Alley Cats will always... And forever hold a special place in my heart because Thursday, bill. Thursday nights before I before me and the gang we started playground. You remember when playground yeah. was going up? I remember you used to be in playground too. Before that, every Thursday night we would be at Alley Cats getting smacked for them dollar beers. And then two, two or three dollar Jaegers and Fireball. That's when Fireball first came out. If I remember right, like we would be out here getting smacked to the T, and it was always a good time. And would never know 
bull. You couldn't play pool because everybody just wanted to stand back off in there. Back, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. On the left hand side. I remember. Like it was hard to play pool, but Alley Cats is the truth. I don't know how it is now, but before we started playground and all that, Alley Cats was definitely a place to be for me. Yeah, people say that the only reason why uh Limelight is more popular than Alley Cats right now is because they open on Sundays. I never thought about that. Me neither until they said it the other day. Well, I'm a downtown guy too, right? Yeah. Like I live I live downtown, I work downtown, I play downtown. And that's just where I be at. So I guess I never- Bro, y'all people that live downtown, y'all have a different lifestyle too. What you mean? Now the lifestyle is different. Like it's just like y'all wake up and it's like it's people. And you just go out, you're with people. Mm-hmm. It's just a different lifestyle. I feel like when I when I left, because I, before I stayed downtown, I stayed on Central Avenue, mm-hmm. and we always just, just go downtown. And me and my homeboy Snoop, we always used to be like, bro, why we got the, we don't have to do this when it's all. Hey, yo, Snoop? No. no, no oh, okay. No. This is my homeboy Snoop that uh, went to college with me. Oh, Shout okay, out to okay. Snoop, though. That's my yeah. guy. Um, But it, my homeboy Snoop, we was like, bro, we don't have to keep staying over. We just move downtown. And once we start live that downtown life, at a young age, it was on, and I never left. Well, I did leave because I got evicted one time. Totally my fault. <laughs> What'd you do? Um, it was about it. Well, some trash. Yeah, it was some trash. But when I got evicted from the apartment I stayed on on Millage Road, totally my fault. Totally Parties, my fault. huh? Parties. We night. Nah, we weren't paying. Oh, we weren't paying on time. We wasn't oh, paying okay. on time. Okay. Was paying on time. That was definitely our fault. But um, after I stayed on Curtis Briscoe flow for a minute, I moved back downtown, and that's been the best decision I made. Like, if you don't have children, if you and you always want to just be active and just get into something, and you just want to be out, like I open my door and let's get it. We out here. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna tell you exactly where I stay, but please don't. You open the door <laughs> and just let's get it. <laughs> because I told like five people about this podcast and they were like, Yeah, this one's gonna go up. But you think so? yeah, because people wanna hear. People definitely wanna hear about you. I mean, I'm I've always prided myself on if somebody asked me something, I'm gonna tell them. But I guess you can't tell everybody the same thing at the same time. Nah, but you know, like when you well known, people don't view you as approachable. But why not? I don't be doing nothing but I don't know because like, you know, I ain't I ain't no well known person, but every time I spoke to you, you was approachable. I would, I would hope so. I, you know, <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel like I'm a good guy. I feel like I'm a nice guy. I feel like I'm a nice person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what. There's no other. Explanation. But they gotta know you first. You think so? Do I? So do I give a first impression of not nice? Nah. All right. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Bruh, like so, how people think is just that's too deep for wrapping it up. <laughs> oh yeah, we are supposed to be wrapping it up. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, man, make sure y'all go to studio, man. Check out studio. Um, that collab y'all did with Wayne was great. Also, he's been on the podcast too. Dope, dope. I wanted to get a shirt, but um, y'all was sold out in my sizes. Y'all sold out fast in them shirts. Yeah, and it's a limited run, so you'll probably never see that shirt again. I know. But we will be launching our website soon, so we'll have plenty of merch on there for you. I'll make sure you get a shirt as well, and. 
one piece of advice I think that you should get with collaborators of like different brands. Like shout out to Quad with Godspeed. You should um, shout out Quad. I fuck with Quad. Heck, heck yeah. Uh, you should find those different people, man, and wear their stuff on the show like Cosby. Especially if you have like a visual platform. But you know what's crazy? I do have a couple people's shirts that I just haven't wore yet. Yeah, because I've been I've been having my stuff like downstairs. I keep talking about downstairs. Oh, you, you got see your how own crazy shirts. it is? I got shirts. Okay, I got well, yeah. sponsored stuff down there that I got to get to. Yeah, well, but I'm getting to put that. that though. Put that in the in the rotation, man. Yeah, I, they, would, they would greatly appreciate it, yeah. and that'd be a good thing. It's just so love to people, and yeah. then people are seeing you free stuff. Yeah, and if, I'm, if you give me a shirt, I'll wear it. I got one for sale. <laughs> I buy it too. Nah, I'm for real. I buy it too. I'll definitely get you a shirt, bro. Ain't no problem. Yeah, but it's another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. I, 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 Shout out to Nightmare I, for this I, I, great episode. Please be sure to like, <laughs> rate, and subscribe, and don't forget to follow me on all my social media. DJ K N I G H T M A R E. That's DJ Nightmare dot com. Don't go to the website. It just is down. Plugged in. <laughs> the website is currently under maintenance. And by maintenance, I haven't paid that bill in a month. <laughs> we out, dog. <laughs>